No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions. But the words of wisdom and the solid advice come from the expert, Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it as always, and I hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Well, Brian, today our theme for our show is called Guide to Retirement, and we're going to be referencing some information that came from J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Now, first off, let's talk about something that a lot of people are asked when they're going into retirement. When you're working, you have an identity, so to speak, but people have been asked, what is going to be your purpose in retirement? And I think that that's really not an accurate question to ask because what is your purpose? I mean, are you going to be curing cancer? Are you going to be curing world hunger? What are you going to be doing? I mean, that's not really the right question to ask. I think the better question would be, what is your identity going to be in retirement? Yeah. And, you know, we talked about this recently on a show. I was talking about the founder of the firm, Bob Bauer, and commenting on his balance in life and how great it was. Now he's kind of the, the idol of a lot of business people in the community here. But having an identity and thinking about that ahead of time, we've also talked recently, I've I've had a couple people I've talked about doing Delaware Statutory Trust with, and they were going to sell their real estate, you know, they were retirement age. It was a seemed like a really good solution, but they, they just turned to me and said, you know, I, I don't know what I'd do. I, I'd probably just die if I didn't, if I wasn't a landlord. That's my identity. So retirement planning is way more than X's and O's and, and dollars and cents and that kind of thing. It's how are you going to live your life? What are you going to do with that time? And I, I think a lot of people spend a lot of time making sure they have lots of money and then they get there and they get older and they're turning, you know, late 70s. They're going, well, wait a second. I don't even know what I'm doing. I, I, just, I haven't enough money. So what? I don't really know. I, I didn't really put much 
thought into that. So I think it's a really good point that you bring up is it's more than about just having enough money. It's about what is my identity going to be and is it going to be multifaceted? Yeah, when people are working, you ask them what's their identity. The first thing they'll tell you is what they do for a living and then closely followed by, you know, if they're married, how many kids they've got. But yeah, what's my identity? I'm an accountant. I'm a plumber. I'm whatever it happens to be. But, you know, when you retire, you think, well, my identity is going to be relaxing. I'm going to be, you know, playing golf and having lunch with friends. And that's good for about, oh, four to six months. And then after that, it's like, okay, what do I do next? Who am I? Yeah, that is a good point. I mean, uh, if your identity is relaxing, that sounds really great when you're working really hard because, and we're going to talk about this, you know, the stress level of your mid-40s and so forth, but your identity is pretty full in your mid-40s maybe. You know, I, okay, I'm a CPA, I'm a financial advisor, uh, maybe I'm married, maybe I'm uh, a father, uh, might be a coach, might be involved in my community uh, uh, charities or my church, and I might be taking lessons for something. I know in, in my 40s, I was taking bass lessons and Karate lessons mm-hmm. and all these different things and playing basketball. I had a gazillion identities really uh, all at once and it was a high activity, uh, higher stress time of life. And so maybe as you're looking forward to getting older, you go, well, I don't want all that stress. But then if you de-stress too much, that's right. You, know, you don't, you know, it's, it's kind of, well, what, what am I doing here? That's right. What is the purpose of life if you are not doing something that's going to be productive, I think, in serving other people? So that is something that I think is a good consideration when you're getting ready to retire or well before that is to really sort of sit down and try to figure out who I am. Who do I want to be? What's my legacy going to be? When I'm gone, do people want to say, well, you know, Brian was an accountant or Brian was this sort of person? Very uh, deep questions there, but I, but I think that it is something that everyone should consider. So let's talk about some of the things that J.P. Morgan talked about in this survey. And the first one is life expectancy probabilities. Yeah. If you're uh, 65 years old, what are the probability that you uh, are going to make it to a certain age? And so I'll pick a couple of them here. 80 years old. If you're a man, 63% chance that you'll live to 80. And a woman, uh, 73% chance. Now, the, the chance of one of you living to be 80 years old is actually 90. So one or the other, there's there's a 9 out of 10 chance for a 65-year-old couple that one of you is going to live to be 80. Fast forward to 90. 90 years, it's about half. There's about a 50% chance that one of you will live to be 90. So if you're 65 today, the probability of getting to be 75 years of age is actually quite large. It's 97%. 80 years old would be around 90%, and then it goes down a little bit as the years roll on. And there is a reasonable chance, and I say reasonable because it's in the single digits, at least it's not zero, that if you're 65 today, that you will live to be 100 years of age. And what are the reasons? that we're living so old today, Brian. Yeah, I mean, certainly medical advancements, and, and we don't know what's going to happen in the future either. So these are just historical statistics. They could go up, they could go down. We don't know. Depends on where who, where you get your news. If MSNBC, uh, the whole world's going to end in 11 years, so none of this really <laughs> matters, probably. But uh, other publication maybe would say something different. And it is interesting that the statistics would say that there is a much higher chance that one of you 
will live to be a certain age. And that's for a retirement planner. We have to really look at that. But the individual statistics are lower. So for instance, there's a one in two chance that one of you live to be 90. But since we don't know which one, there's a one in three chance that the woman's going to do it. And there's a one in five chance it's the guy. So uh, we do have to plan for that. I mean, financial planning is funny. There's a lot of questions that come up with uh, when I get asked something. You were just before we started today talking about somebody who has a choice between a, a lump sum and a and a monthly check for the rest of their life uh, from their pension plan. And my first thought was, gee, that's to analyze what's best, all you got to do is tell me how long you're going to live. Mm-hmm. And so, well, that's not easy to do. And so we have to ask some, well, uh, you know, I have good good health or I don't, or I have good family longevity or I don't. There's so many other factors. Financial planning gets real easy if they come to me and say, well, I have X amount of money and I have, you know, five years to live. I, I got cancer and that's all I, all I have. Well, unfortunately, it's actually pretty easy at that point because I know what I'm working with. But when I don't know, uh, you know, maybe you're going to live to be 80, 90, 100. I don't know. It takes a different flavor. Brian, on these financial plans that you do, generally, how many years do you run them out for? We often just run it to age 90. It doesn't mean we're looking you up at age 90 when you make it to that. <laughs> Say, hey, that's all That's all you told me you were going to live to. No, it's, we figure that if we have an estimate out to age 90, that's going to give us a pretty good idea. I mean, if, if you, generally speaking, if we're doing a financial plan, uh, we find that maybe you don't have enough money to even make it that far, but often you have plenty of money if we do the right things. And so we can estimate that if you make it to 90, you can make it to 100, you can make it 110 because, you know, you're fine you're going to have a a pretty set amount of spending at that time. Better to err on the safe side there. So if you're 65 right now and in good health, you better plan on about, oh, I don't know, 30 years of retirement, or it could be 25 years, but I'd, I'd I would plan on 30 years of retirement just to be safe. Let's talk about older Americans in the workplace. I mean, those ages are going up for people who are still employed. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, if we go back to 1996, there's uh, about uh, 22% of, of people aged 65 to 69 that were working and uh, 7% that were 75 and up. Well, that, that figure has doubled. The projection to 2026 is that figure will more more than double for the uh, 75 to 79 crowd to 15 percent and the 65 plus crowd that's going to increase to 37 percent projected so we just see an increase in older people working so the question that comes to mind brian is why are these people staying in the workplace longer these days yeah a lot of people might think that it's because of money. They, they got to have it. But actually, the biggest reason is they want to stay active and involved. They want some identity. We'll call it that. Uh, the second biggest reason is they enjoy working. So purpose, again, uh, like we talked about when we started. The third reason is to buy extras. So it is a financial thing. But that was third. It wasn't first or second. So it's just interesting to me that it's to stay busy, active, uh, get out there, have some purpose before it was about money. I would have thought that making ends meet would have been the top cause, but really that's only about 19%, isn't it? Yeah, one in five people are working because they have to. And four out of five people in the older categories are working because they want to. And keeping insurance benefits, too. I thought that would have been a lot higher on the list, but it's really very low, isn't it? It's about 4%. Yeah, it's only 4%, one out of 25 or so. I think that's a a function of Medicare kicking in at age 65. Let's talk about managing the expectations of your ability to work further than you thought that you were going to. Yeah, this was an interesting statistic because if you uh, ask people if you think you're going to work till age 65 or older, 69% said yes. 
Okay, so yeah, that's what we think. Uh, how many of them did? 31%. So that was an interesting thing. You know, when you're younger, if I ask a 40-year-old, you're going to work till you're 65? You know, oh, yeah, I'd probably do that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, they get close to that and they go, gosh, I... I don't think I'm going to. So why is that is, is some of the questions we would have. Yeah. What are some of the reasons cited by the people in this study for retiring earlier than they planned? Yeah. The biggest reason was health problems or disability. That's 41% of people did not work as long as they thought they were going to because their health was failing. The second biggest reason is changes at your company, downsizing, closing. Uh, you just don't have the job anymore. Mm -hmm. And so for whatever reason, you're not employed there. The third third biggest is they figured out, this is interesting, they figured out that they could have uh, retired early. So a lot of people say, well, I got to work till I'm at least 65 because I won't have enough money. But if they did some proper planning, they get there and they go, wait a second, I got plenty of money. So one out of four people retired early because they found that they had plenty of money for retirement when they didn't think they would. And I noticed too that one of the reasons is not that I'm just burned out, I'm just tired of doing this job on this list. Right, right. There, there really wasn't that. So uh, it's just kind of interesting. So health will keep you from working too long. Uh, losing your job will keep you from working too long. And finding you can afford not to work is another reason. And that's another surprise that people have had when they've come to you about getting their retirement plans, Brian, is that they didn't think they could retire. But after you do the plan, you show them that they actually could retire. Yeah. Now, uh, that's a great point, Jeff, because I wanted to point out that these are, are very broad statistical categories. Now, uh, if I'm you know, just anywhere in the country, this is kind of the average. But we are in the Puget Sound. People probably are making more money in their career here than if I was doing this show in Missouri or, mm -hmm. or Kansas or something like that. And so the ability to afford you know, re early retirement might be, you know, 12% there. It might be uh, 80% with the people I'm meeting here. So do, do take that into account that probably the people listening to this show on this station in this part of the country, it's a lot higher than the 24% national average I'm looking at, at here. Uh, most of the people, in fact, that I'm talking to have every ability to retire when they want. If you want to retire early or you want to have the sort of retirement that you've always dreamed of, once again, I highly encourage you to get in and talk to Brian here and his staff, his other advisors here at Madrona Financial Services. They can sit down with you, ask you a few questions. You get a chance to kick their tires a little bit and design a plan that shows you where you are today, then see another plan that shows you where you could be with their suggestions. And once again, that plan is free. There's no cost and there is no obligation. To get yours, call 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. And you can request your plan and see what Madrona Financial Services is all about online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. We're talking about our guide to retirement, and we'll continue to do that after we return from this short break. Stay with us. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. 
Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement so they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more. And the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life, and we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com. You own highly appreciated real estate and have decided to sell. You may be faced with limited options that could result in a substantial tax bill. Now, there may be another option. It's called a DST, and it can offer the benefits of real estate ownership without all of the baggage. Brian Evans and his team at Madrona Financial Services are available to see if a DST could be right for you. Call 844-MADRONA to learn if you can invest in real estate without the hassles of being a landlord. You won't be responsible for the debt or management, yet you may still receive passive income. Best of all, the DST program offers a ready-made solution that may satisfy your 1031 exchange requirements, which could provide full tax deferral on the sale of your investment property. Call the team at Madrona Financial Services right now at 844-MADRONA to learn more about DSTs and if they are right for you. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now... Here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about the guide to retirement in the J.P. Morgan printout. And Brian, retirement offers the gift of time to do the things that matter the most to you while our happiest years may be in retirement. The transition isn't always a walk on the beach. Knowing what activities and social connections are fulfilling prior to retiring can ease the stress often associated with this new life stage. So let's talk about the amount of hours spent per activity by age. And let's start this age graph at age 50. Yeah, at age 50, I'm looking at something that shows uh, work. You know, it's it's pretty big piece of the pie. The other areas it's broken into are sleep, of course. That's pretty constant throughout the age. You know, I have a graph that says age 50 to 75 in front of me here. Sleep is eight hours approximately right. uh, across the board there. Work is on an average maybe about six hours of your day throughout the week and at age 50 and it gets down to maybe one hour at age 75 on average. Socializing, leisure, and exercise go way up. Eating, drinking, grooming, home care, household management goes up. Other th- activities go up. 
up. So everything's a year. You're going to have more time for everything except for work. And that's basically what this graph here uh, says. It's, it's not, uh, it's probably not all that surprising in all of this. But what is interesting to me is once you uh, knock out the sleep and work and, and eating and drinking and, and taking care of business, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a number of hours there that got to be filled. And that's what we we're talking about. What are you going to fill those with? Because uh, that, you know, sleeping and, and working and, and taking care of yourself is one thing. But what are you going to fill those other hours with? Right. I mean, playing golf, playing tennis, having lunch with the friends. I mean, as you said, that can only go so far. Then you need something else to do. Let's talk about the levels of happiness and stress by age. This is an interesting one. It is really interesting. Uh, we'll start with the level of stress. Stress level is highest at age 32. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess that that's when you're getting married, having kids, you don't have a lot of money and you have a lot of stuff to do. You have a lot on your plate because your highest earnings decade statistically is your 50s followed by your 40s and then your 30s. So your early 30s, you're, you're kind of down there in the whole, uh, generally speaking, in the earnings area. So it's the highest there and it gradually declines. Your stress level gradually de- declines to age 60. And then from 60 to 90, it's a pretty precipitous drop off from there. Yeah, you don't have a lot of stress and pressure. I mean, when you get into your 80s and your 90s, it's just you know whether or not Judge Judy is going to be on time. Well, you might have a, a hook or a slice on your golf game too. You know that's kind of stressful when you got when you got a bad bad slice that you don't know how to get rid of there. All right, another thing to consider in retirement is going to be Social Security and deciding when to claim benefits is going to have a permanent impact on the benefit that you receive. Claiming before your full retirement age can significantly reduce your benefit while delaying it increases it. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, you know, there's all different full retirement ages if you were born before 1960. But let's say you were born 1960 or later, your full retirement age is age 67. And what that means is if you take Social Security prior to age 67 and you earn money, uh, more than about uh, 17000 and change, you're going to have to start giving it back, uh, $1 for every two that you earn. So be very careful if you're thinking about taking uh, Social Security before age 67 or uh, depending on how old you are, 66 and so many months, if you're planning on earning any money. If you're not going to earn any money, a lot of people say, well, I keep hearing that I'm leaving money on the tail. I'll have more money if I if I just wait till age 70. But uh, a couple of things about that is that, yeah, you will if you live a normal lifespan. But again, I think money in your 60s is way more valuable to me than money in my extra money in my 80s. So that's just something to consider. Uh, But there are a lot of caveats to that. If you're married and you had the higher earnings and your spouse didn't and you might uh, not survive your spouse, then it's important maybe to put that off. Well, what if you put it off and you don't have any money in your 60s and you got to eat top ramen the whole Mm -hmm. time? You know, there's just a million different things you got to look at when considering Social Security. But certainly if you're working, it gets pretty easy. If you're working and you're born in 1960 or later and you're making decent money, money, don't take it until you're at least 67. So, Brian, it's been said that the biggest mistake that people make in Social Security is taking it too early, but the statistics show that 34% of people take it at age 62. So when is it ever not a mistake to take Social Security at age 62? Yeah, I hear that statistic all the time, too, and, and I understand what they're getting at. More dollars is better. 
But I got to say the quality of life thing's got to kick in and that can't be solved by an equation. You can't just stick your quality of life at age 65 and compare it to your quality of life at age 85. Now, certainly if I have enough money saved for retirement, I'm not too concerned about having enough money at 85. Then again, I I want to think I'm going to spend more at 65. And it's one thing to have more money uh, in your 60s than your 80s. It's another thing to spend it. I know a lot of my clients are really good at making money and saving money and investing money, but they're kind of not very good at spending money. Yeah, I've uh, found the same thing, too. I mean, they've saved their entire life to get to where they are, and they just can't get over, you know, going to Goodwill for a coat or something like that. Why spend extra money if you don't have to? And that's a big problem because they get to retirement, they've got this money, and they just can't spend it. So bad for them, and I guess good for their heirs. <laughs> yeah, it's good for their heirs. It's an interesting, we can call it a problem, an opportunity, an issue. You know, I don't know how to how to even call it. Uh, one of the things I, I'm still, even after all these years in this business, trying to wrap my head around, is when I talk to somebody that maybe doesn't have kids, have been very successful, they love their careers, they made really good money, they love investing, they have all this extra money, they love saving money, they really uh, amassed quite a small little fortune and they just don't have any real idea of what to do with it. And I've had these discussions. I got millions of dollars in the bank and I don't have kids. I don't really have anything I, I want it to go to. I can't I can't spend it. And I, I'm not sure, you know, we're getting back to the purpose part. Okay, what's your identity now? Because your identity has been fulfilled. You fulfilled your identity. I, I was a person that made a lot of money and saved it, invested it, and didn't spend it. Now what? So that that's one that still kind of <laughs> is a head scratcher for me. And that's where legacy planning is so important, too. What do you want your legacy to be? You spoke about the gentleman there at the YMCA who has recently passed, and his legacy is going to be all these great programs and this great building that is coming to uh, open here very soon in Everett with the YMCA. Yeah, he uh, was instrumental uh, in the one that was built in Stanwood recently. And, and well, it wouldn't be there if it weren't for him, in my opinion. And and so uh, he had such an influence. So people can have really, or, or partial influences. I mean, you don't have to build a YMCA with, with your money to, sure. to have an influence. But that's an estate planning legacy. And then, then there's the life planning legacy. There's really two kinds of legacy plannings uh, we'd be talking about. Yeah, so legacy planning, of course, is something that a lot of people do not think about in retirement. But I think that's a very very important aspect of retirement is what he wants your legacy to be. Let's talk about Social Security, continue to talk about Social Security, I should say, and maximizing Social Security benefits. Now, Brian, I have heard that there are more than 500 different ways that you can take Social Security. Yeah, there is. And it gets very confusing. And that's why I want to uh, just encourage people, have a discussion about it. I mean, it's it's. I can show you the dollars and cents and your break even is age 79 or whatever it is. And that's fine. But, but really, there's so much more to it. What's your quality of life going to be? What's your other income sources? What's your overall asset base? Can you spend it? Will you spend it? You know, uh, it's are you married or you're not? These all factor in. So figuring out maximizing Social Security, it is so much more of an art than it is a science to me. And you folks have a Social Security optimization program here at Madrona Financial Services in which you can put in some data. It gives you a lot of information. What sort of information does it spit out? 
Yeah, that's the science part of it. So we can look at the numbers and say, okay, at this age, here's your break even, and this is how much more you have if you live to be X, you know, number of years more. And so that is the science part, and that is important. I'm not going to say it's not. But again, it's got to have a discussion with somebody that actually, you know, can, can talk this thing through to you and has looked at everything else and in your plan. And that's why we ask people that are interested that have at least 500000 of investable assets that want to do a full financial plan. Once we've seen everything, we can give a, a much better answer as to advice giving once we've seen everything than if we just see one piece of your pie. And if you do not have a social security optimization program. Once again, I highly encourage you to get in touch with Madrona Financial Services and get one as part of their full financial plan. The number to get it is 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. And once again, Brian, keep in mind when you're claiming your social security that your likelihood of living to be 90 years of age, if you're 62, is pretty darn high. So you got to think about that as well. Let's talk more, Brian, about our retirement guide here on uh, growing your wealth. When we return after the break, we're going to be talking about about spending and inflation. All that and more when our show continues after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. What does prosperity mean to you? At Madrona Financial Services, we think it's about helping you feel confident about your future. It's more important to know where you're headed than where you've been. And we feel the same way about the funds that we invest in. At Madrona Financial Services, we believe in simplifying, securing, and streamlining your financial and retirement life. That's why our clients have one team managing investments, retirement, taxes, and their estate with an integrated strategy. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com to learn how you can make our team your team. It's a new kind of financial experience built for today with tomorrow in mind. We believe in your future and so should you get connected with your team today visit online at madronafinancial.com or call the professionals at madrona financial services today at 844 madrona for a free review that's 844 madrona or visit madronafinancial.com simplify your life invest in your future prosper you can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona Bundle of Services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, 
Back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion in the Guide to Retirement from J.P. Morgan. And Brian, this segment, let's talk about income replacement needs in retirement. You know, less income may be needed in retirement to maintain an equivalent lifestyle due to no longer needing to save, lower spending in certain categories, and lower income tax rates. So, Let's use a hypothetical example here uh, based on a gross annual household income of $150,000. Yeah, I have a lot of people say, okay, I'm making 100, you know, my wife and I or whatever, we're making $150,000 a year. Don't we have to make $150,000 a year in retirement? We're not going to come close to that. And I remind them, no, you don't. So let's look at the national average on that for people in that category. If you were making $150,000 pre-retirement, post-retirement, you only have to make about half of that amount. And here's why. The first 25% approximately you're not going to need because you're not putting money into your 401k anymore. You have some uh, lower expenses. Maybe that's from you don't have to buy suits and ties for work or it's a commute expense or it's a going out to lunch expense because you're at work or whatever it is. So you have a lower change in expenditures there. And your income taxes are going to drop. So now your replacement rate, according to this chart, is 74%, but 27% of that is going to be Social Security. So now we're at a replacement rate of 47% of your pre-retirement income. So so that's the, the average national statistic. If you're making $150,000 prior, you only have to make 47% of that uh, post-retirement to have the same kind of spending in retirement. And once again, this is on average, too. Your particular spending needs may vary, of course, according to your health and any number of other things too. But that is interesting. 47% amount required from private plus employer sources. All right, Brian, let's move on to the benefit of saving and investing early, something that we've talked about quite a bit on this show. Yeah, I've got four examples here of different scenarios. Let's say somebody's investing $200 monthly and then slowly increasing that over time and and maybe getting a a company match on that. We'll call that consistent Chloe. Mm -hmm. And they're doing that from age 25 to 65. They put in $96,000. If they earn 6% in the market over that time period, they're going to end up with nearly $400,000. Late Lila, we'll call that. uh, This is somebody that invested, started investing 10 years later. they're still going to have about 200000 so about half as much. Uh, Quitter Quincy, we'll call this person, just invested early from age 25 to 35, and they're only going to have about 192000 And then finally, we got Nervous Noah, who did what the the top one did, the one that had 400000 but instead of putting in the market earning, let's say, if it earned 6% and ended up with 400000 instead of doing that, they put it in a kind of the stable value, the savings account kind of rate of 2%. So instead of having 400000 at retirement, there are 96000 invested would only grow to 148000 And that's with $200 monthly. That reminds me of that story that you've talked about, Brian, about the million-dollar latte. Now, I don't think it's impossible to spend $200 a month at Starbucks, do you? No, it is not impossible <laughs> to spend that kind of money at Starbucks. About $4 in tip or something like that. If you started uh, taking your Starbucks money, drinking the coffee at work instead of Starbucks and took that and invested it, I mean, you 
you had an equation in which you could have a million dollars, didn't you? Yeah, it was two a day, and instead of uh, doing the two lattes a day tax and tip, I put that in my 401k with a match and a 6% earnings. Yeah, it was uh, over a million dollars in that 40-year period. So break that Starbucks habit. I don't mean to uh, drive Starbucks out of business here. I don't think it's going to go out of business, but nevertheless, if you took that equivalent amount and invested it, you could have a million dollars before you know it. Let's talk about changes in spending. Of course, that is going to change significantly as you get older. Yeah, according to this graph, age 45 to 54, uh, the average household is spending about $85,000 a year uh, if they have a bachelor degree or, or higher. And that drops to uh, 10 years later, it goes from 85 to 75. 10 years later, it goes to 67. And 10 years uh, later, it goes to 53. And that's what we were talking about earlier. It's it, As you get older, it's harder to spend money. And so I'd rather have money in my more active years than my later years. And what you spend the money on, too, changes significantly as you get older too, doesn't it? Yeah, I think primary change is mortgages. Uh, mortgages get paid off at some point, hopefully, and that's the one that might be a big part of your earnings in your earlier years and maybe even zero in your later years. So changes in spending as you get older, of course, you're going to have different priorities, things that you have to spend money on. All right, Brian, this is a big one, rising annual health care costs in retirement. Let's talk about that. Yeah, this is an important one because a lot of people want to know, okay, what are my health care costs going to be in retirement? I'm on my own now, so what's it going to be? And so age 65, the average is $5,160 a year, and that includes vision, dental, hearing, Medigap, Plan G, Part B deductibles, uh, Part D premiums for prescription, and Part B of Medicare. So all these different things are going to add up on average, again, this is just a national average, to $5,160 at age 65. But fast forward to age 85, instead of 5,160, the average is 18,180, assuming an annual growth of expenses over that time period. And, And as we look back at statistics, the average annual rate of inflation is really quite low right now when you look at the consumer price index, it's it's under 2%. But when you look at medical expense increases, it's much higher. Brian, let's talk about Medicare. When you get to be 65, of course, you're eligible for Medicare. You get Part A. That is automatic. You don't have to sign up for that. But Part B is something that you do have to sign up for. And if you don't sign up for it, there is a penalty, I understand. Uh, yeah, there's a penalty if you don't sign up for it. So there, there are some general rules you want to follow when you're thinking of it. You know, you might be still working, and so you still want to sign up for the free part. Maybe you're not going to get a Medicare supplement policy yet or prescription Part D or anything like that. But uh, you might want to sign up just to avoid that. And the average cost of that Part B is over 100 I mean, I think it's around $153 or something like that. Part B is not free. But, of course, Medicare makes insuring yourself a lot easier. So that is something to be concerned with. And, you know, everyone's Medicare needs what they need in terms of supplements is going to be uh, completely different. I mean, you can go all the way up to Part F if you want. That's the Cadillac of the plans. It covers most everything. So really, it's an individual thing that you've got to research as far as Medicare goes. But again, 65, you're going to be getting it automatically, but you do need to sign up for Part B. Let's talk about variation in Medicare Advantage costs. Uh, They, of course, are going to go up too. Yeah, so we've got about a $3,300 
lower average at age 65. The average is close to $10,000 at age 85. And I think the takeaway from this is that you might be computing, uh, okay, this is I'm going to retire. I'm going to be 65. I've got these certain expenses. Well, you make sure that your computations, and our plans do this, but make sure your computations have significant increases, not only for inflation coverage of health care, which is higher than your typical inflation, but also for an increase in out-of-pocket costs, which are going to go up substantially on average as you age. And once again, you know, Medicare is an important part of the health insurance landscape for people into retirement, too. That's something else that uh, they can help you with here at Madrona Financial Services is understanding Medicare. Now, another thing, uh, Brian, we want to talk about is long-term care planning. I think the statistics are that about 50% of people will need some sort of long care. So, you know, take a coin out, flip it. I mean, it's heads, it's me, tails, it's you who needs long-term care insurance. So let's talk about the lifetime probability of needing LTC services by type. Yeah, overall, that somebody would need some kind of type of care, and it's pretty broadly defined here, is about 70%. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to need a lot of care, you know, that so some unpaid home care some from family and friends, for instance, six out of 10 people are going to need some help at some point. And that to me isn't a lot of help. That's, that's just you know, having people help you out. Uh, but paid home care, four out of 10 people are going to need that. Nursing facilities, three out of 10 people are going to need that. And assisted living, uh, it's about 13% of people that need that. And long-term care is something that a lot of people, I think, neglect. They just, you know, put their head in the sand. I'm not going to need that. Long-term care, though, is something that you should plan for, and it really isn't inexpensive. Now, as part of your financial plans that you do for people here at Madrona Financial Services, Brian, do you help people with picking some long-term care plan insurance? Yeah, we have long-term care plan insurances, and the ones I like, of course, are the ones that are the asset-based, the ones that... uh, uh, you put in a an amount of money, and if you don't use it, there's a life insurance component to that that will pay your heirs the money that you put in approximately. So it's not use it or lose it, which which I really like, and and it can give you a, a lot of help along the way. But you know, a lot of my clients are basically planning on self insuring because if I've already uh, determined, let's say that uh, long term care, you know, could be ten thousand a month, say, and we've got a plan put together where they're already spending more than that per person, then, well, instead of spending it on trips and vacations and and charity and gifts, they're probably going to spend it on long-term care. Kind of got that covered. So uh, it it does depend on how much money you have put away. Now, certainly, you know, we look at the statistics of of an individual and uh, comparing it to that to determine whether it makes sense. But there's a lot that goes into this. But uh, not everybody needs long-term care insurance because, again, their finances might dictate that they don't. They can self-insure. But I think it's not not a bad thing just to look at. Uh, One of the things, though, that we'll do differently, I mean, a lot of advisors will sell long-term care. I'd like to be and, and certainly my advisors at Madrona like to be the ones that would say, does it make sense for you to have long-term care? We're not just trying to sell products. So long-term care is not something that uh, you necessarily need. A lot of people need it, but you can be self-insured to find out if long-term care is right for you and to talk about Medicare health insurance and retirement and all the other things that go into retirement. You, of course, should have a plan. Not having a plan is sort of like driving with a blindfold on. How do you know where you're going to go? Get your free financial plan from Brian and the team here at Madrona Financial Services by calling 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. And as always, you can request your plan, find out more about the firm 
firm online at madronafinancial.com. We're going to take a quick break here on Growing Your Wealth. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the meaning of safe money. All that and more when our show continues right after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. A dip in the market like we've seen lately could cost you years of retirement income, and it's unnecessary. This is Brian Evans, President and CEO of Madrona Financial Services. Today we see how investments can erode based on events here and around the world. But there's no doubt that people with better plans will be far less affected. So here are the four don'ts about investing in times like these. Don't panic. Don't get hung up on talk of a correction. Don't think anyone knows what's going to happen next. And don't be complacent. Now here's your one do. Call Madrona Financial Services today, especially if you're at or near retirement. Our team specializes in retirement planning and can guide you to manage your risk no matter what's around the corner. Call us at 844-MADRONA. Our team will review your retirement plan in two one-hour meetings. It's quick, it's easy, and it just might add years of income to your retirement. Give us a call at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you know how to provide a 30-year retirement plan with a 40-year career? The number of Americans who live to 100 will increase by 10 times in the next 30 years. The facts are, you could live longer than you thought, and the last thing you need is to run out of income when you need it the most. A plan that takes longevity into account increases the odds that you'll be financially able to do what you love with the people you love for the rest of your life. Call Madrona Financial Services now at 844-MADRONA. They'll work with you to help your 40-year career finance your next 30 or more years. The economy, our lifespans, and retirement have changed drastically since the time we entered the workforce. Have your retirement and tax strategies kept up? Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for a complete no-obligation retirement readiness review. Your retirement income plan should last as long as you do, and Madrona Financial Services can help you get there with a customized plan that suits you. Call right now for your retirement review at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about safe money and the meaning of it. And Brian, you know, I hear the radio like you do too. I read a lot of things on the internet and in the newspaper now and again. And people have all these opinions about annuities. Now, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about safe money. And it appears to me that they really have a lot of general statements. They don't give you many specifics. So let's sort of uh, peel back the cover a little bit here and be a little more more transparent about this subject. Yeah, I find it interesting that annuities is almost a bad word, you know, because Ken Fisher's out there, of course, spending all these millions of dollars to tell the country, I hate annuities and you should too. So a lot of people come in with that. A lot of people don't realize that they they have annuities. It's their pension plan. It's an annuity. So that's a type of annuity. There's a lot of other people on the radio, other financial uh, licensed people, and it gets a, a little annoying to me, frankly, to be listening, and they don't really say anything. And what it is, is I have 
have invented, something mythological, something revolutionary. It is a safe money thing where you can make money in the markets and never lose a dime. And it's my own little thing. And it's not. Okay. I just wish they'd be transparent and just say, okay, I am offering to talk about a something called a fixed indexed annuity or a fixed annuity. So I want to just talk about what they are. There's some basic kinds of them. I don't understand why. Well, I do. I mean, if you're going to talk about a half hour subject and you're doing it for an hour on the radio every every year for 20 years, uh, you got to make it sound <laughs> interesting because that's yeah. not very good radio if, <laughs> unless you do. So, But I just want to debunk kind of the myths on that and be a little more transparent. Brian, you just talked about a fixed index annuity and in the fixed annuity, let's talk about the differences. Okay, so basically a fixed annuity is much like a CD, except instead of being offered by a bank, it's offered by an insurance company. Instead of getting X percent at the bank, you might get X plus 1% or, or more at the insurance company level. So it tends to, from what I've seen, and you have to get your own illustrations on this, but it tends to pay better than a CD. So if you want to have a set amount no, and you don't want any risk, this is safe money. Safe money is a CD. Well, let's do one better and do a fixed annuity. Is there any way to potentially get more than that and still be safe? Safe meaning I can't lose money. Uh, That would be a fixed indexed annuity. But the fixed annuity is a set amount of of interest. Uh, Annuities do have some advantages. The CDs don't, uh, including a free withdrawal ability. So there's better liquidity from what I've seen. Uh, CDs can be shorter though. So that can be an advantage to them if you want a six month or one year or a two year. There's no, I don't have any annuities that that are that short a time. The fixed annuities might be three years, five years, seven years, uh, that kind of thing. So that's essentially the explanation of a fixed annuity. So, Brian, the other type of annuity that I mentioned there is the fixed index annuity. And people hear that word index and they're afraid, well, you know, that's tied to the market. If the market goes down, I'm going to lose money. Right, and that's uh, that's not correct with the fixed index annuity. One of the rules of all of them is that they have a floor of zero. So if the market crashes while you own one of them, you're not going to participate in any because the insurance company has promised you a floor of zero. And so you won't make any money on these when the market drops, but uh, you won't lose any money. And then when it recovers, you can get uh, money. Now there's all kinds of different crediting methods, and that's where it gets a little more confusing. Some might give you a percentage of the S. S&P 500 when the S&P is up and a zero when the S&P is down. So that can be a, that's what I call an uncapped strategy. Others will give you 100% of the S&P 500 when it's up, but only to their ceiling. So it has a floor zero and a ceiling. So these are what I call accumulation fixed index annuities. They're ways to make money over the years. Some years you make nothing. Some years you make a decent return, but you can never go backwards. And so they're safe money. And that's what they are. They're to make money. And and this kind of maybe a substitute for bonds, CDs, money markets. It's going to give you the opportunity to make money and not to lose money. So that is one method strategy of a fixed index annuity is just accumulation. So accumulation there is what we talked about, of course, and the other purpose of an annuity can be cash flow. And that's something that you may want to consider when you're in retirement and you're thinking about taking that lump sum pension versus the monthly payout. Maybe you put it into an annuity. Right. So uh, another uh, thing that we can use annuities for is cash flow. And so annuities that are designed for this, there's there's two of these. There's a fixed index annuity and you typically wait. You might wait one year and you start getting cash flow. You might wait 10 years and you start getting cash flow. 
might wait five years. So that's part of the financial plan. The longer you wait, obviously, the bigger the payment's going to be. Some of them have an increasing, like, kind of like a cost of living adjustment, but it's tied to the market. So you can have increases over your lifetime to cover inflation. I like those. Some of them are flat. And once you start it, that's what you're going to get. I don't like those as much. The final income cash flow annuity is something called a SPIA, a single premium immediate annuity. Those can have the highest payouts because what they're going to have is they're not going to have any investment residual balance. So let's say you do a fixed index annuity for cash flow and you waited five years, you turned it on, you got 12 checks and then you got hit by the proverbial bus. It had earnings and it has its uh, principal left uh, pretty much fully intact. That's going to go to your heirs or to your spouse. The cash flow can continue there too. On the flip side though, the, the SPIA uh, will go away. Uh, it's kind of like more like a pension. A SPIA and a pension are very similar. When you die, that's when it ends or when, when you and your spouse die, that's when it ends. There is no residual investment balance. So the fixed index annuities, just to summarize it, I hear it, you know, safe money alternatives, safe money. We have special strategies. These are insurance company products that have floors of zero and some kind of crediting method. Sometimes they're fixed, sometimes they're based on the market. They don't go backwards, they go forward only or stay at zero. These are safe money. You can turn them into lifetime cash flow that never runs out. You can have lifetime cash flow that can increase over your lifetime too. This is what the folks are talking about when they talk about safe money alternatives. And Brian, we've been talking about fixed annuities here, but I've heard the term variable annuities too. Uh, Let's talk about that, why they may or may not be appropriate for someone. Yeah, variable annuities are sold not by fiduciary people held to a fiduciary standard. So I can't sell one. I am held to a fiduciary standard. I'm required by law to act in the best interest of my clients. So variable annuities, problems I have with those are they certainly are tied to the market. They can go up with the market, they can go down with the market. Uh, I also find that their upfront commission is very, very high and uh, it comes out of your your money, and then the annual fees are very high. So I feel like it's running uphill against the wind. If you want to be in the market, you maybe should just invest in the market. So I I just don't like to use an insurance company to invest in the market for me with a high fee product like a variable annuity. Brian, you talked about annuities. I mean, waiting a year to turn on the cash flow, five years, 10 years. Are there immediate annuities where you invest that lump sum and a month later you start getting checked? Yeah, that's the SPIA, the single premium immediate annuity. That's exactly what it is. You start right away uh, getting checks. But that one, again, you might get a SPIA that says, no matter what, you're going to pay me and my estate 10 years. So if if I get hit by that bus after one year, at least nine more years of payments are going to go to my heirs. But be careful with those because they do tend to go away upon your passing. So annuities can be a very important part of your income in retirement to really figure all this out and figure out what's the right annuity for you. Of course, you should consult with Jonah Financial Services and the advisors there. They are fiduciaries, as Brian said, legally required to act in your best interest and to get your free financial plan. Call 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Brian, why should someone come to you for annuities when all these other shows are selling annuities too? Yeah, I, I think that's a good question, Jeff. I, I think that uh, the primary reason is if all I sell is widgets, I think you need a widget, Jeff. 
And I'm going to work really hard to make sure you buy my widget, regardless of whether it's appropriate for you or not. And so I think that's the biggest thing. If I'm talking to somebody that's just pushing, 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 hey, the market's going to drop, the market's going to drop, you need an annuity, and they're trying to instill fear in you, and they're trying to sell you an annuity hard because that's what they sell, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to look at your situation and say, does this make sense? Or should there be some allocation to certain annuities or no allocation to annuities? Maybe there should be some allocation of DSTs and private non-traded REITs or maybe no allocation. What about the stock market? What about the bond market? What about mortgage REITs? What about FIULs and all the other things that are out there? So we're not pushing a product because that's pretty much all we know about and that's what we're really desperately trying to sell you. I don't think anybody listening to my show right now desperately needs somebody to try and sell them something that they may not want or need. I don't know, just a guess here, Jeff, but I'm going to guess that people would rather have somebody look at their situation to help determine whether it makes sense instead of being shoved in a room with someone that's going to try anything they can to sell them something. So if you're looking for the straight talk and honest answers about annuities, once again, I highly encourage you to contact Madrona Financial Services. And that number is 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Once again, Brian, we're out of time for this week. Before we go, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to us today. The executive producer of Growing Your Wealth is John Capuano. Our director of program operation is the cookie monster, Greg Dennett. Our show is produced by the lovely, talented, and dangerous six-degree black belt, our Swedish princess, Stephanie Schoblum. Christy Parmenter is our associate producer. Superboy Pete Gustin is our technical director and announcer. And Nicole Zitnick is our content supervisor. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday, won't you? We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. You own highly appreciated real estate and have decided to sell. You may be faced with limited options that could result in a substantial tax bill. Now, there may be another option. It's called a DST, and it can offer the benefits of real estate ownership without all of the baggage. Brian Evans and his team at Madrona Financial Services are available to see if a DST could be right for you. Call 844-MADRONA to learn if you can invest in real estate without the hassles of being a landlord. You won't be responsible for the debt or management, yet you may still receive passive income. Best of all, the DST program offers a ready-made solution that may satisfy your 1031 exchange requirements, which could provide full tax deferral on the sale of your investment property. Call the team at Madrona Financial Services right now at 844-MADRONA to learn more about DSTs and if they are right for you. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. The Madrona Bundle of Services has become so popular that we started bundling everything. Hi, this is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, to tell you about the latest thing we've bundled, our books. We're proud to announce the Complete Book of Retirement, which bundles together our guides on retirement investing, annuities, passive real estate investing, and even information for the high net worth investor into one convenient and informative book. You can get your free copy today by going to madronafinancial.com. And if you're looking for even more information on investing, you can sign up for Madrona University to continue your investor education. Of course, if you need more personalized help, you can always sign up for a complimentary review. We'll sit down to discuss your retirement plan and explain how the Madrona Bundle of Services provides you with everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Get started today by calling 844-MADRONA and don't forget to download your free copy of the Complete Book of Retirement at madronafinancial.com.